0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
1: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company SI and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison,
0: Wisconsin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase or overplay by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Will somebody get us another drink? We're we're on. We're back.
2: Hey, <laughs> <Hooray>, we're back. <laughs> It's only been, well, it's only been, I don't know where you're talking, it's only, it's only been a,
0: like a week. Right? I was, man, I was listening to that thing like, and next week's question, and I realized I we've know. said that every time. This is like, and yeah. like, last week's question, and this week's question, and I don't know if that's ever been right. It's, well, it's a bi-weekly
2: podcast, so I don't know. Why we just it? Dare say that? But hey, it's tradition now. It is tradition. I mean? The kids will miss it. I'm so excited. Yeah? Why are you excited? well a just to be bad well that too yes and b for the the content of what we're
0: oh man i've like i feel like i've been on like a pilgrimage in
2: the little (laughs) break that we've had
0: (laughs) you know if there's any show i think that deserves this much time kind of sitting with it and marinating on it it's definitely it's definitely this one this one
2: uh-huh should we Shall we just fire straight in we, we probably should if you were going to talk for a
0: while <laughs> this is i mean there's there's a lot to talk about yeah so uh people like we've a whole bunch of people got this got our trivia question right i know which is awesome
2: yeah i'm really proud of them because especially after we annoyed people from our awful julie Andrew's trivia question
0: um <laughs> uh, so for for those of you who just tuned into the podcast Yep, welcome. Um, our trivia question last week uh, um, <laughs> Was This musical is one that we've never listened to before Based on a book that neither of us have read The person who famously never sang As Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady Played the title character of this show In a 1956 film adaptation Of this book that we've never read What musical are we talking about? That was a long question I didn't realize that For a long title of a musical
2: Right? That musical <laughs> is are you ready <laughs> da, da, da,
0: da, 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 da. that was my that was my drum roll
2: oh okay sorry i've <laughs> ruined that do it again we'll do it again, we'll, right. do it again. so that musical is
0: <laughs> i'll put i'll just put it in and at, here here's the sound effect of a drum roll it's, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is natasha pierre and
0: oh i oh i get this part the great comet of 1812 indeed which i can i get i've i've been in describing this show to people I have Mm -hmm. gotten that you're wrong, I think, every time.
2: Excellent. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: because did we talk about long titles? I feel Um, like that's a thing we talked about. I feel
2: like we've talked about that as well. It's a marketing. We did. I know. We talked about it in Spelling Bee um, because you were saying about... Because Spelling
0: Bee has a long title. The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee.
2: There's that Shakespeare Company for Old People.
0: Is that... Am I right in thinking that yeah. Or something? Yeah, and then, well, uh, it, it was just a Shakespeare company that wasn't specifically for old people. But oh they no, were, uh, but, know, but the
2: audiences were potentially old and didn't like
0: like well, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Exactly, and so they. But you can see they've they've branded the thing the Great Comet. Yes, and while the full title is Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve, you can just call it the Great Comet TGC.
2: And I, yeah, I've been, I've just gone straight to Comet. I've just been
0: <laughs> just Comet.
2: Yeah, just Comet. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> There's a war going on out there somewhere. And Andre isn't
0: here. There's a war going on out there.
2: It's a beautiful show. Where'd you begin? It's a beautiful Where show. Okay. do you I, begin? So,
0: Jimmy, have I, I've told you the full story of war how Beast? I came across this show. <laughs> Of like how this show entered my life? Have you? Have I? Uh, Maybe I haven't. Um. So the it was mentioned briefly in that playoff of I think it was our Christmas episode we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game. The the game where you find two numbers from different shows with the same title, and one of Mm -hmm. them was the Great Comet, which I had never heard about. Um. So, this is a fact that's just bounced around in my mind. Yeah. And then one Monday night, I'm out at this bar that I like that plays musical theater on Monday. Of course, Mecca. And this very friendly chap comes up to me and goes, hey, you're Tommy. <laughs> and I, 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 I was like playing back through in my mind, like, do I, I don't know, I don't know who this is. And he goes, you don't know me, but I love your podcast. Ugh. Like in real life, actual person um so shout out to brad hi brad i'm sure you're listening hey brad um because it gets even better brad had heard this episode and was surprised that i hadn't heard about natasha pierre and the great comet of 1812 because it is one of his favorite musicals and i was like no i know nothing about it and he was like oh you have to listen to it oh you have to listen to it yep um and so i told him and i went and i listened to it and i told him yeah and for for um one of our podcasts from now jimmy and i are going to talk about it and he said oh next week i'm gonna have something for you and i'm like what well, okay um and then at the bar next week brad very very kindly gave me this original program which you can hear in the microphone for the show and i'm seeing it <laughs> and a little shaker egg also oh, that he stole from the show my so good Lord. super shout outs to super fan brad the show wouldn't brad, be happening without you
2: our official sponsor Brad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And let me say, this program is super helpful in understanding this show.
2: Well, that's exactly <laughs> what they say in that first number. Right? Can you talk us through it? Give us the layout oh, of the program. Oh, boy.
0: Well, d- the layout of the program or the layout of the show? Because I think... all the
2: program. Oh, pro- well, just go to the program. <laughs> I mean...
0: <laughs> is the uh, program
2: as long as War and Peace? Or... <laughs>
0: uh, it, it does a good job of summarizing what I think is a very complicated show. So... Yep. Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 is based on War and Peace, but yep. only like 70 pages of it.
2: It's yeah, Volume 2, chapter 5.
0: Yeah. And so it it's not, and you don't need to know a damn thing about War and Peace to understand this show. But it, I mean, what how would you What would you say is is the crux, is the plot of this show? Because it's it's a tough one,
2: right? It is a tough one. It is a tough one. Um very sort of Classic Russian, and there's like ninety stories. It's, it's sort of like Les, Les Mis in that way. Yeah, do you know what I mean, it's there's very
0: like Les Mis, That, many, <laughs> like... and
2: that's I guess from the whole War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, apparently the main character of War and Peace is Pierre. Yep. So obviously he has his own kind of little story. Mm-hmm. I'd say kind of uh, running as an undercurrent.
0: Yeah, throughout the whole thing. I, I'm sure we'll we'll get into that. Whether wh- who's the protagonist of this show is.
2: Yeah, but kind of the main action revolves around. Natasha Natasha slash Natalia. Everyone um, <laughs>
0: everyone has I mean they say it in the opening number, exactly. which you should listen to. Uh, but everyone in this show has nine different names. And yes. that that's just how Russian names are? And it yeah, gets a little I confusing. No yeah, I've got no idea why why. That is the, um, I remember hearing about the and I, you know, I did all my research and didn't look it up at all. Uh-huh. Um, but it's something like you know, you, you have your name and your father's name and your mother's name and your nickname, and right. then it's all been translated from Russian into English, and so there's right. a lot of subtlety that's lost there, okay. But I mean, the from everything I've read, they stick really, really close to a lot of the text of War and Peace, a lot of it is quoted directly in the show.
2: Well, pretty much the, the whole of the finale is. Directly is from the, straight from the, novel. the book, yeah. yeah. The main crux of it revolves mm-hmm. around Natasha and her sort of betrothment to um, mm-hmm. a kind of rich, good prospected man named Andre.
0: Andre, uh,
2: who is away fighting in, don't even know which war. How bad is that? Just the war, the war of war and peace. We'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's off, he's off fighting, and. She's she's sort of waiting eagerly uh, mm-hmm, for, for him, him to, him to return. return so they can get married. But in true classic style, in walks a sexy man, a sexy man Anatole, Anatole who is hot, and he uh, kind of enchants her. Enchants? I don't know if in. En- I mean, well, I I think at start very much so, yeah, very like I... who is this mysterious fiery. Being,
0: I think it's a little more insidious than that.
2: We're just diving straight in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Buckle guys. up everyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen to it, um, and <laughs> in, because in the opera, obviously, mm. it is that kind of sense of. I'm trying to think of an illusion like uh, that kind of. It's that Disney moment. Do you know what I mean? That like, yeah. I see you, you see me.
0: Yeah, love it, love at first sight, in the most cliche yet realistic way. Exactly,
2: and I think because Natasha's so young and so innocent and unknowing she's just kind of like oh wow this man he's a lot smarter and is like yes
0: here's the here is the woman i will be in love with but exactly but anatole is married and natasha is betrothed and then you know i don't know if i'd call it hilarity but drama ensues massive drama and actually quite really powerful really powerful
2: really really powerful because so i don't really know why andre no not andre anatole we're gonna get everyone's name wrong like 80 times why do you both begin with a n like why um (laughs) why anatole wants natasha because i don't think he's in love with her right like to the point where it's like Oh, I, I want to be. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I do think it's a sort of a like um, Mr. Wickham kind of thing from Pride and Prejudice. Do you know what I mean? That that idea of almost like trophy wife, or to, I don't know, to have someone. I don't know.
0: I mean, I think we we are set up in this world of nineteenth century Russia, where like you you have your spouse, and you have your you know side partners. Yeah, like there's like Pierre. Is married to Helene, but Helene is like openly and consistently cheating on him with Dolokhov, who's a minor character,
2: and also her brother,
0: and also, oh really? Yeah,
2: there's some fun. I know, right? Incestuous scandal, Um, messed up Moscow, right? Exactly, which is
0: also a new drink I'm creating.
2: Is that what you just like take a Moscow mule? Yeah, and then like put some like dirt and grime you, in yeah, it.
0: Yeah, and then you throw it on the floor and then you, and yeah. then you drink it with a straw. A messed yeah. up Moscow.
2: Enjoy. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, just a quick point as you yep. say Moscow, is that like a weird American thing that you guys do? Because <laughs> it's, it's we say Moscow.
0: <laughs> oh, Moscow? I mean, that's probably a Midwestern <laughs> thing I do too. Right. Because uh, it, it's weird it,
2: because in. In Obviously in the show They say uh-huh. Moscow Do you know what I mean um, You know like That's fun and idiosyncratic
0: I would have never even noticed This is
1: on your program You are
0: The intentional anachronism in this show... Oh my god, you're really jumping, right? is amazing, is beautiful and fantastic. Yeah. Well, it starts from the very beginning. Um, like, Pierre has this one line, uh, spending hours at his screen, mm-hmm. and he's in 19th century Russia. And I was on Genius, com, search for uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, um, and the author, David Malloy... Has commented on Genius, and he goes, "Yes, this is this is an anachronism." He's talking about being at a computer screen. We are unabashedly, you know, mixing our timelines exactly. and all at once embracing this like very dated world and the way it interfaces with our contemporary world.
2: The thing is, is he does it completely unabashedly. It's not like, "Here's a gimmick." Do you know? Here's I'm going to squeeze this in. It actually he does it. I think it just does it, so it just kind of makes sense. I don't know. It's it's so interesting. Um, to, to again to jump to a complete other <laughs> point already. I'll go back to that point. Uh-huh. And we'll, maybe we'll get back to the plot um, <laughs> at the end of the at podcast. Some point. Exactly. Um, but to just jump on to Dave Malloy. Um, mm-hmm. So I I now uh, subscribe to the church of Dave Malloy.
0: Oh, isn't he fabulous? I want to go be his friend.
2: Exactly. Like I. Uh, He's now just. I, I. don't know. I. I find it hard and difficult to he, say words.
0: He is musical theater nerd to uh, like as we are, exactly. but s- he. He is so much more well spoken. <laughs> Have you found his blog? Oh, it's wonderful and I... and weird and arcane, but also like it's like. Um, a con- there's a controlled eclecticism about 100%. everything he writes
2: I can't wait for it to be novelized like Oh man it's what like cuz I remember when I had my life journal when I was like 14 mm. and 15 and writing uh-huh. all sorts of absolute nonsense mm. um this is, like, like that, but beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, curated nonsense. I
0: was thinking this when I was reading through his blog and a bunch of the other things he's written. Like, yeah. when we talk about Spelling Bee or when we talk about a Sondheim, we have a couple, like, primary source sort of stuff from William Finn or Stephen Sondheim that we yep. can go yep. to, like, things they've written about the show. I there's still more things to read (laughs) that Molloy has written about this show that I haven't been able to get to. Like, it's, there's so much depth and like, and it's great because it is a little bit, I I wouldn't say the show is difficult to understand, but it's dense. There's a lot in there and there's stuff you'll miss if you don't have someone pointing out, pointing it out to you and who better than the guy who wrote the whole thing.
2: I'm still listening to it and still, you know, I mean, I'm like, well, listen to this song a little bit more today, and then you get it, and you go, like, it's amazing, and then you find out how that song links in with this, and it is, it's just, it's its huge. It's wonderful. It really, really is. Right, to, sorry, to jump back to anachronisms, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get back to the demo, <laughs> but um, one of the ones I love, right, hmm. so this one, I think it was Danny B, I think posted on, I think it might have been Reddit, he was wondering, like, what was the first thing that we listened to? I remember he said mm-hmm. that, oh, we listened to something and we think it's the best thing ever already. Yeah. Um, so we listened to The Jewel. For those of you listening along at home, if you <laughs> go to the jail. Did um, we,
0: I don't even remember.
2: Do you remember that? Yeah. So that was, that was, well, that was the first thing I listened to. And then it was okay. like, and then good you God, are, like, Tommy, you to listen, listen to this, this now, yeah, listen absolutely. to it. <laughs> and we just clicked right into the middle and it was just before the house music. <laughs> right, exactly. Right before <laughs> the house music
0: it. dropped into this Russian classic. <laughs> 1800s Russian classic musical. And I was just like, what is
2: this? Yeah. And then It was amazing, but I didn't realize. So at that moment in the show, in the actual show, Mm. the conductor sticks on a pair of headphones and jumps on onto some decks
0: and just starts, makes it like, I'm like, what? Yes, correct. (laughs) To jump maybe as we are between like classical chamber music to hardcore dance floor electronica. Yeah. And like, and then mix the two. Yeah. Back and forth and back and forth. And there's, you know, I, I, my brain isn't big enough to understand the way that is weaving in and out of what characters are around and that sort of stuff. Like, I only recently yeah. realized reading Malloy's stuff that all the Electronica stuff is all tied to Anatole. And yeah. n- no ba- no beat drops until he shows up and once he leaves the beat never drops again.
2: Because he's slick and cool.
0: Right. And, you know, he comes <laughs> straight out of a twenty oh nine disco. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs>
2: um yeah, it's and it's it's fun. Like you look at clips of, of the guy playing Anatole and he just looks like he's having the best time. Yeah. Because he just gets to be cool <laughs> we
0: we should also say because if you're listening to this and picturing like a traditional stage musical in your mind oh god we gotta we have to paint a bigger picture of this right for you the the most popular incarnation of this show uh happened in a vacant lot in mm-hmm. like in new york on the broadway strip they erected a tent and built what is basically a bar restaurant performance space yeah that the whole thing happened in, like, it is environmental theatre like nobody's business. The the actors are above you and around you and next to you, and meanwhile you're getting drunk right along with them at this mashup between an 1800s vodka bar and, you know, the nightclub down the street.
2: Right, exactly. It's, like, the set design is one of the most beautiful things I've ever... I look at um, shout out to Mimi Lean oh. who has done it because it's just incredible. Yeah, in terms of you, you, you kind of go in, you know, you it, it feels Russian. It feels rich. It feels you know. What I mean, so I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is. Some affluent. Let's like, go for that. Very
0: decadent
2: and yeah, exactly. Because you've got the portraits all lining the wall, and there's yeah. red, and then the kind of crowning glory for everything are the these beautiful massive starburst lights like huge chandeliers which get used to great effect yeah um in the finale and it's it, it is completely unlike anything else
0: i mean that's what you know you you watch there's a bunch of super clips of famous people you recognize talking about this show and yeah. the things people say is it is like nothing they've ever seen exactly um, but also like it's not like it's not uncomfortable like some other environmental theater can be. It uh-huh. doesn't seem that way. You know, it's not like Cirque du Soleil where the where the annoying clown is gonna like walk into the audience and be like, you audience member, come here. We're going to yeah. pull you on stage and <laughs> yeah. you'll be the butt of the joke. Like it's they've done they've gone to really great lengths to make the audience feel comfortable and a part of their performance. Yeah. And not like imposed upon by actors being, you know, inches away from them singing.
2: Exactly. It's funny because I, I don't mind that. I quite enjoy. Actors being, I I really love it. Because Um, you are an actor. Well, I don't even know. I just think it's, it's just so, I don't know. I just like, yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe it's like, I'm in the show now. It's me. It's me. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I just think it's really exciting in that respect, because Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, musical theater. Yeah. That doesn't hugely get done in terms of that right. sort of immersive that sort of staging,
0: because it seems well, it it doesn't seem like a gimmick. It doesn't seem like something that was added on top of an already written show or piece of art, right? Like it is very much a part of the story they're telling and how they want to tell it. And they do it so so well. Like Rachel Travkin, the
2: director. I just, again, I'm just like you. Well, how like, hope have you done that? <laughs> how, how lucky
0: we are that all these people are on Earth right now. Like this I is know. there. There are parts of this that are new in very difficult to describe ways. Yeah, that are like not not just revolutionary. Like I, you know, we we because we have, are contractually obligated to mention Hamilton. Um, <laughs> which was certainly a game changer in a lot of the broadway scene in yeah. like what a musical can be about and how you go about doing what i think is like they they are revolutionizing the art form from within the art form right natasha is coming at it from this whole sideways angle yeah. like we don't need a theater we're just gonna build a tent yeah. you know we're we don't like we're, we're not going to simplify our script for you. In fact, we're going to take it straight out of the novel and do nothing to make yep. it easy for you. Better keep up. Exactly. It's intelligent theatre
2: and it doesn't ever want to try and patronize it for this audience who may not yeah. get it. So it's okay. So we'll just let them have their moment. It's no, you, you, if you really want to get it, if you really want to love it, then pay, pay attention yep. um, and It will be amazing for you. Exactly. My kind of of feelings of it are, and you might feel this is dramatic, but Uh there was Oklahoma. Right. There was hair. Yep. And then there's going to be Natasha Pierre and a Great Comet of 1812. You really think so? 100%. There's never been anything like this on Broadway. That's true. And it's that that way that I was saying, it's completely new Mm -hmm. in literally nearly all aspects. Like from the simplest aspects to the most complicated ones. In terms of... In terms of the music, it's it's not, in the same way that Hamilton's like, oh, you know, it's using the genre of hip-hop, mm-hmm. I feel that Comet is kind of just a transcended musical genre <laughs> it's just, it's it's created its own
0: sound. It's very experimental and uh, specific in so many ways. Ex- yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Like, it is comp- there, there's
2: so many choices yeah. that have been made, whether it's like this particular sample or this yeah. particular vocal effect that we're going to put on it. Yeah.
0: But only right here and you're never exactly. going to hear it again.
2: And it's so well f- thought through yeah. that it, it's, it's hugely exciting yeah. Yeah. and hugely inspirational. Me and you of being like musical theatre boys, mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot, like the f- the future of right, music exactly. like what's going to be happening. What's, what's next. And I don't know, for me, I've just, I've not been this excited. Yeah. And like I say, inspired in a while. So like I'm with me and my friend Jay, we're writing our own musical at the moment, uh-huh. it's going to be on at the fringe. And I remember when we listened to this and uh, also Preludes, mm-hmm. um, which is another Dave Malloy musical, go check it out, please. We were just like, we can do this. Like you're allowed to, do you know what I mean? It's
0: like, mm-hmm. you're allowed to do this in a musical? Well, and like, oh, right. you can people, you <laughs> and- do this and people come see it you're not relegated to some like awful collegiate yeah. corner of the musical theater world but like natasha pierre in the great comet of 1812 is opening on broadway in yeah. fall of this year exactly like, the, this is this is pop culture now exactly and everyone is going to love it like, like that is what
2: i'm so excited about it i i don't worry at all that this isn't gonna explode and get people excited about musical theater again because uh-huh. It's in, in the way that like Hamilton, I feel, is like paved a, re- <laughs> a really nice way for to kind of say to people, Hey, musical theatre's here, it's really right. good. Right. Um, ignore SpongeBob and come and <laughs> come in. we'll get to that <laughs> and come and watch it. Because um, uh-huh. Hamilton, like, Hamilton's taken over the world. Absolutely. There ain't no denying that. Right. But what I feel with Comet is mm. going to do is going to be like, Right, thank you so much for coming to Broadway. This is what we can do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean. And then it's just gonna change the game. I am so excited. Do you,
0: do you think this is a question I had? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's gonna be too weird? No, I don't. I don't think so. Like, remember Spring
2: Awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, in its own little way, was quite revolutionary. Do you know what I mean? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was here some rock and pop and yeah. kids and um the teens fell in love and it was really great for kind of Broadway. But Spring Awakening's weird. Like Yeah, that's true. It's it really, weird. really weird. It's especially if you it's new, if no one ever heard it before. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, wacky staging that doesn't really make sense. There's masturbation. Like, what's going on? And I feel in that same way with this that people are gonna like the fact that it's it's weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's so intelligent. It's not gimmicky. It's just
0: interesting i i agree that people won't find it weird but i could see you know the this is this is our jam that like we love musical theater right musical theater on broadway still to a very large extent thrives on the pop culture tourist machine like yeah you, you have to be able to take your cousins from out of town to see the show for it to be successful yeah um And I could see, you know, you know, I could see bringing my mother to the show and hear her being like, what have you gotten me into? Really?
2: Yeah. I I don't know. I think when I see, I don't know. I think if you're there and watching it because it's so, it's because so good at what it does. That's true. Like in this, it's in the same way that, you know, people who don't like hip hop still get into Hamilton. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, well, actually it's not that bad because it's so good at its own thing,
0: well, it's good it's good at like this is the the thing, like, without the opening number, mm-hmm. Natasha wouldn't succeed, oh, completely, like they went, and it's very clear that they went back and wrote this opening number. so if you if you haven't listened, the prologue of Great Comet is one of the most straightforward expositional musical theater songs I've ever heard, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. comes out, and there it's like um natasha is young and loves andre with all her heart and andre isn't here and then they introduce the next character and it's like every character introduces themselves has a one sentence description about who they are and then they go backwards through everyone else you heard about and andre isn't here better learn it it's gonna be complicated from here on this is as simple as it gets yep. catch up that's that's new to me in musical theater no musical theater has been as outright expositional in its beginning you know you try and hide exposition you're, you're trying to be like you know oh jimmy you're the podcaster you've got to be thinking about what we're gonna to do to save the theater right you're trying to, like, hide what the conflict is and introduce the characters while still making it seem like a sentence that people are going to say in real life. Yep. You know, or you have the maid answer the phone and be like, oh, no, the master's away. No, he doesn't know that she's cheating on him. Oh, sure. Yes, they're coming tonight and I'm sure something will happen. Like, But this show is like, hey, listen, you're at the opera. Better get with it. Like, no exaggeration. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was talking about this with my friend Jay last night. It's it's, it's like a, it's like for ch- for children almost. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's using that um really typical childhood playground song. It's the Twelve Days of Christmas, rolling back and forth, so you'll all remember. But it's not patronizing. It's not belittling. It's not saying, hey, "You're too stupid to get this." It's just useful, and that's just what I love about it. That in this hugely artistic and interesting show. They've mm. got this, such a like, simple construct to just help propel it, which is absolutely amazing. And I think as well, if you know, there are people out there who are huge fans of the novel or classics and things like that. I don't think they'd get annoyed at the like reductions. Do you know what I mean? Because the the words that they choose to describe them, they're like singular words, mm-hmm. are perfect. Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, they are the, the perfect definition. Yeah, that have many different meanings and, and things like that but it they just described them perfectly and it, you're right it's so useful um, in terms of setting up and you'll hear that person's name down the
0: line oh I remember you okay right you are young you are yep. hot yep. you are mean well, and, and even like you know you are not an important character like they say that about they're just like you know these people are this and they're not important. And Balaga, well, he's just for fun. Like, please don't don't invest your time in remembering him. And then when his song comes oh, alright, it's, yes, it's very fun. And then you don't need to worry about him. You're like, I know that he is an inconsequential character, and I'm just gonna enjoy this song. Completely. Just bravo. It's it's so it's a good musical, Jimmy. I think what we should do is we should go
2: through. the the numbers (laughs) and just talk briefly
0: about did you know it's divided into five parts which i found very useful yes it is like like hamilton this is a show where you know please listen to it and look up a synopsis it will help you Exactly. understand the show
2: and i don't know i think there's lots of people out there that would completely discredit it for that and be like oh well you should be able to understand it in its first try." it's like oh, absolute nonsense right I, I don't know what you feel un- like i don't think there's any show i've been to that i've been like i followed this perfectly to a t
0: there's what's the point in it then I, d- I don't know if this happens in scotland but this is a thing i absolutely despise about um american high school literature Mm -hmm. um is they'll particularly shakespeare but with a lot of other plays that they teach as literature that you know you sit down and read it and you go home and you read two pages and you read five pages and then you come back and you talk about it yeah and then it's like but you have to understand what's going on kid in school who is reading this play and like that's not no that's not the point. The exactly. point Shakespeare didn't write these things to be read. He barely even wrote them, <laughs> like they're pieces to be performed. And you shouldn't feel bad for not fully grasping it when you read it. Just like you exactly. shouldn't feel bad for not fully grasping this musical if you're just listening to the cast album. It's there's there's so there's too much there. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and it you just get to enjoy it that person. You get to have that amazing. Carnal experience. Yeah. And then you go back and you get to learn about it and discover it more. That's just the joy of bloody theater. But right. So let's,
0: should we <laughs> go through section by part by part? Sure. So first, there's the prologue, which we talked about. We introduced literally yep. every character in the show. Yep. And the most important thing is that Andre, Natasha's betrothed, isn't here. Yes. That is exactly. the end of every sentence natasha's young and andre isn't here yes exactly and this is all in your program you're at the (laughs) (laughs) app, which we just sing the show (laughs) exactly like this it's we're just gonna sing the whole thing for you right now which would be great but then a lot of the songs are very naming songs i think is a whole it's worth a whole scholarly discussion yeah. Because I think there a lot of people look, put a lot of effort into it, a lot of people put a little effort into it, and then a lot of people just find the right balance. Yeah. Most of these songs are are either named, there's there there's no creativity in how they're named, and it's perfect. Right. They're simple and to the point.
2: It, it just tells you what happens. It just tell you, this is where we are, this is what this is.
0: Here's what we're talking about.
2: This is describing this person, this is how this person feels. Like, it's very straightforward. And again... Perfect. Thank
0: exactly. you. Exactly. It, seems, it <laughs> seems, and I say this with no academic backing, but it seems very Russian. Yeah. Right. Well, the whole the whole
2: thing does, because like, even breaking it down into parts, it's the same yeah. as the book. Like, the book is broken into volumes and chapters and sections. Yep. Like, it, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Gr- when you've got something that's so substantial, mm. you need it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You need it's to true. have those chunks. Yeah. Right. So, we've spoken about the prologue, then we have Pierre. Um. So, at the end of the prologue, they say, "What about Pierre?" Because mm-hmm. obviously he's in the title. You know he's about somewhere. You're like, "Right." Well, what about Pierre? What about Great him? question. Right. Um, and what I think is actually quite interesting is with all the other characters, uh-huh. they get their like one word, they get their one sentence, and then we get Pierre. And I think actually, obviously Pierre being the ma- the main character of the whole the whole book, out of all of the characters on the stage, he at the moment at this part of mm-hmm. the novel. Is probably the most complex, yeah, because he's going through it. Do you know? What I mean, he's he's really in this weird place where, basically, kind of little history lesson, like what's happening in Russia at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is they're Which enjoying is
0: war, by the way. That yeah. part, the part <laughs> uh, that is the part of the prologue we didn't mention. There's a war going on somewhere. Oh yeah, and exactly. Andre isn't here. <laughs>
2: exactly. Um, but in Moscow, mm-hmm. they were just happy to forget about all that. Mm-hmm enjoy the fact that they've got some money and it was very indulgent. Mm-hmm. The upper class were swinging about and yep. not really caring. And it was your, it was, that it was like Weimar Germany. Yep. I don't know about about war yeah. and richness, but that's in, exactly in what was going musicals,
0: on. musicals, to be honest. Right,
2: exactly. It's a wonderful <laughs> content. Um, and that's, that's what was happening. And mm-hmm. Pierre was fully indulging in all of that. Um, but it's starting to be like, what is this all for? Like, yeah. Why he, am I doing this? He's having a little bit of a big existential crisis. Exactly, exactly. The poor guy. Um, yeah. And because of that, we uh-huh. then get a whole song to yep. talk about his crisis. Because when you're having that existential crisis, yep. you can't be summed up in one word because you think this and you feel this and this as well. Um, and I think it's so great that while setting up, you know, one of the main characters, uh, they also get to show how confused and
0: uh he is yeah and they and it's they set up him and his relationship to everyone else like they call you know it's opierre our merry feasting crank yeah he's smart and eccentric and warm-hearted and old school and his purse is always empty because he lends it out to everyone like sad and dying and kind of trying to figure it out yeah, and
2: it is. It's, it's, it's a song. It's like there's lots of like pity in it. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a goodie because everyone is kind of like, ah. Oh. <laughs> right. They're it's like, it's oh, not Pierre. like evil Pierre. It's just like, oh, Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I get it. And instantly you're like, okay, cool. We like him. We like this guy.
0: But it doesn't really set up like P- Pierre is an enigma in this show, I think, for me. A great, like, an intentional and important enigma. Um, yeah and it sets it up very well.
2: The zest of life has vanished. Only the skeleton remains unexpectedly vile. I used to be better. I used to be better. I used to be better. Ba-
0: Um, authors' authors' note: In a couple of the productions, Pierre was played by uh, David Dave Moly, Malloy,
2: yeah, the author. I think in literally all the all the productions until Broadway, um, um, it's, it's been made I, made.
0: So I tried to look this up. There's a couple like he's not listed as Pierre in the program I have. Um, oh, interesting. What? Where is that from? Hard to say.
2: It doesn't say what theater it's in?
0: Because they weren't in theaters.
2: I know, but it's still a company.
0: Do you know right, what I mean? Like the American say, Rep. It doesn't tent say Casino. It's, this it. is the Ars Nova production. Right. That, that was both of the tented ones, which were spread uh-huh. out. And so who does it credit for playing? Pierre. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: David Abellis. How interesting. I've never even come across his name. Oh, oh wait. Know. I've just found it on. Yeah. So apparently, David Abellis came in when they were in Times square as opposed to meatpacking
0: oh okay <laughs> man what a new day and age we live in where musicals <laughs> and theater can exist anywhere exactly in the meatpacking district this who is would think to movie. go to the
2: meatpacking district in new york to go see a show
0: <laughs> see uh, this is why my mother would be like what have you gotten me into She'd yeah like, mom we got to go to the meatpacking district we're going to watch a musical also you're going to get very drunk
2: and then um, we're going to go to a gay club, and we're going to have a great time.
0: I mean, we do that anyway. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, ah, yeah. dear. So right, Moscow. Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> to Moscow. Mo- so I, I love Moscow, Moscow.
0: Moscow.
2: Right, Moscow. So it's, right, basically it's a Glasgow, well not a Glasgow thing, it's a British thing. We have the sound O that you don't have. Um, Moscow. Yeah. Because, say, how would you say Glasgow?
0: I would I would say Glasgow because I know that's right, but Glasgow right. is what yeah, Glasgow, else is, the yeah. Glasgow,
2: the famous <laughs> Glasgow. Where is it from? No, um, it's the exact it's the exact same thing. But uh, do you know what really interesting? And mm. I I want to ask Dave Malloy this question. Uh-huh. Um, if you're listening, Dave Malloy, uh, <laughs> why in Natasha Tchaikovsky and the Great Comet of 1812 is it Moscow, uh-huh. and then in Preludes it's Moscow?
0: Ooh interesting question he will tell you have you read through all of his genius annotations i've not they're fabulous um amazing a bunch of what's great is a bunch of them he'd be like you know where who sings and bursts into tears does natasha sing that at some point uh it's and i think it's Mario into Demi- tears
2: or maybe sonia sings it oh no i think it's natasha singing it about herself
0: yeah um he says in the genius annotation sometimes during rehearsal the actress would replace this line with and burst into flames amazing which, <laughs> and like, there's a bunch of those about like, just for fun, sometimes this line was this. But he Excellent. also talks about how um, he pronounces things wrong all the time, which I sympathize ah, with. Ah, there you go. As someone who lives on the internet and gets called out every single gosh darn time I yeah. say word wrong. Exactly. How dare you? So Dave, I sympathize. Whether it's Moscow or Moscow. The
2: Moscow. Well, I mean, it doesn't really, because, well, is it accent? <laughs> Linguistic <laughs> students of the musical theater world Let us oh, know Jimmy I think we've,
0: we've gone in too deep I know this is know. a deep musical <laughs> But I think we've gone in a little too We're deep into
2: <laughs> um, Right so anyway Moscow Moscow uh, <laughs> Song like, number three Like
0: any good musical After you introduce the characters You have to exactly. introduce the locale Exactly um, It's what you do Unabashedly And the first thing that happens is Natasha says Maria's full name And Maria yep. says Natasha's full name
2: Maria Dmitrievna what an yep. amazing name! I want to call my child that. Just <laughs> fill, fill both names: Maria Dmitrievna. That is so Russian. Ma- it's amazing. Maria
0: Dmitrievka Ak- Akrosimova. Akrosimova, yep. Something like that. I'm cheating. I have the text in front of me. <laughs> it, it, um, like... Yeah. Maria
2: Dmitrievka. And so, like, Akrosimova. her name is Maria,
0: yep. and they call her Maria. Natasha's full name is Natalia ik something Rostova.
2: Um, yep. And so you she can be
0: Princess Rostova, Natalia, or Natasha. Yeah. And then they, so Sonia is Sophia Alexandrova Rostova, who's Natasha's cousin. Yeah. Um, and she's Sophia or Sonia or Princess Rostova. And this yep. is why the names become really confusing exactly. really quickly.
2: And apparently, in the book, that is equally confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, so, I'm basically, sure. yeah. This is it is pretty much just setting up. This is the setting. This is what's happening culturally.
0: Well, and Natasha has gone back to Moscow from where it doesn't really matter yeah. uh, to stay with her godmother, Maria, yep. with her cousin. And they're, they're here because they can't be taken care of by their husbands or betrothed because they're in a war. And yeah, in nice old-fashioned style, they have their chaperone,
2: Maria, who is, what is she, she's mean but fair? Uh, Mar- Strict uh, jet Maria, kind. Strict Maria jet kind. Maria is old school.
0: Yeah. And in the, in the wonderfully drawn family tree that comes in the program... Oh, um, wow, how exciting. Oh, it's wonderful. She has this wonderful high-necked uh, dress, <laughs> which I'm sure is also her costume. Uh, but, like, doesn't that define her re- right away? And it's so easy, and this is what, when this goes to Broadway, the a lot of people will poo-poo, but it's easy to be like, but that's cheating. But that's... And, like, I, exactly. Jimmy made a face that was like... You
2: know that little, like, smiley that gets put on like Reddit and stuff all the time. The like shruggy <laughs> shoulder guy. The little shruggy uh, I'll find yes, I'll the, in the show notes.
0: <laughs> the shrugging shoulder guy. because, and something I think Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 embraces is uh, the moment you think about going to see a show, mm-hmm. that's when the performance starts.
2: Right. That's a great way of putting it. Which
0: is why, you know, it goes back to like the big title thing, um, all the advertisements for the show, like all of these things, whether you like it or not, affect how you perceive the show yeah um and the taken to its logical extreme is natasha pierre in the great comet of 1812 where yeah. you're going to see a show that is in something that's kind of like a restaurant or a bar in the meatpacking district that you know is based <laughs> on war and peace which is this novel you didn't read in your education Ex- but yeah. you have vague russian knowledge of and so have a sense about it and then yep. all of a sudden they're just you know blurting these things out and there's a family tree in the program yep. and all of these things are the show it is not just the text in the script or the performance on stage exactly write um, it on my flag and read it off a soapbox on the corner
2: completely and yeah it's not cheating <laughs> stuff you if you see it <laughs> <That's the tea! laughs> Oh. Um.
0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DW report prohibited by law. terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: So that's Moscow. Moscow. Yep. <laughs> the Moscow. So you've got the Glasgow and you've got the Moscow.
0: Is is there is there a Glasgow mule? Like a drink you can order? That should no, be there, there isn't. Make one. It should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, um, it's filled with haggis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Natasha gets sent by her godmother to go meet her in-laws. Yes. Because that's the nice thing to do.
2: Exactly. It's just like, you should go do that. I know he's not there, but make them like you and then everything will be fine.
0: And there's um, some vagaries about... Money involved, and like if you want yes. to inherit, well, you should be nice to the other people in the family. It all seems very Russian and very nonspecific and not that important, quite why.
2: Yeah. Um, because, well, um, Natasha isn't as rich as, um, Andre, Andre, um, and so it's not, she isn't the best person to marry in Mm -hmm. that respect, so she does have to kind of go and butter them up a little bit, uh, to be like, I'm I'm a really great person.
0: And it also means this decadent world of Moscow is a little new to her. Um, So she goes in the song The Private and Intimate Lives to pay a visit on (laughs) Old Prince Bokhonski, who is Andrei's father, and Andre's sister, Mary.
2: Yes. Um, So, these are the two supporting roles. Yeah, they're minor characters. So we don't need to care about them too much, but they're but f- hilarious. <laughs> Andre's family totally messed up. Exactly, and boy are they! <laughs> yep. I'm a, the first, so the first time, I think this is the first moment where you're like, "What the hell is Dave Malloy?" <laughs> oh know? man, like it's, what? It's crazy are weird. You up to like it's Bolkonsky so weird.
0: Is crazy. Yeah. Is old and senile and angry. Um. And then his poor doting daughter, who has to take care of him all the time, yep, and doesn't seem to like it. And so, needless to say, Natasha's meeting with them does not go well. Volkonsky no. does not seem to take to her, and Mary doesn't either. So, poor Natasha, um, mm.
2: she leaves and proceeds to sing one of the most beautiful songs ever. Do you agree? What do you think?
0: No one else. Yeah. I don't think it's the most beautiful song in the show, but I think it's a beautiful song.
2: I I, I agree. Uh I think one of the other most beautiful songs yeah. in the world ever is also in this show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think so I and Malloy talks about it in one of the many things I read about, but mm-hmm. where classically you have sympathetic and unsympathetic protagonists yeah protagonists that you are you get behind and are the everyman and you're like yeah you want him to win And unsympathetic protagonist where you're like what oh what an awful person and you just like you know angry throughout the whole thing yeah it is a roller coaster with natasha completely she is one minute precocious and difficult to stand and the next minute totally sincere and like just the most you like cry internally for the pain that she's going through. Which is is wonderful.
2: It's just all the way all the way through the show, she's constantly asking questions. She's constantly saying, I don't know what's happening. I don't really get this because And they say it right at the start, Natasha Mm -hmm. is young, she can't cope with life
0: yet. I I didn't look this up specifically, but I get the sense, at least at the beginning of the show and this part of War and Peace, Mm -hmm. she's like 15? I imagine she's about 15, 16. Like, uh, young. And betrothed to a man who's off at war. Like, you know, there's a lot, I can't imagine that happening. what that's like it's a a
2: very archaic you know structure that we've done away with in the western world but to be honest still (laughs) exists still exists and it's it's so fascinating to kind of see to see it from the
0: i don't want to say victim but the (laughs) the victim's perspective yeah um well and from from a contemporary's perspective like you're 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 in it with them yeah you're not sitting and reading war and peace this archaic novel yeah you're right in the middle of it and you get it and i mean even if you don't get it you feel it completely um and you sympathize it and no Um. one else set you up for that i mean she's singing about how much she misses andre this has my favorite lines in the show that i think are straight from war and peace where she sings like she's missing her andre you know you and i i'll never be this happy again yeah you and i you and i no one else maybe he'll come today maybe he came already and he's sitting in the drawing room and i simply forgot yeah it is so succinct like it's it's four lines it's really easy but that is exactly where natasha's at and it is complex and interesting and difficult to describe in other words Mm -hmm. and it's you know what starts making this a beautiful musical like that is where to, to start with this very childlike <laughs> kindergarten song that's like, here's who I am, here's who I am, and then end up only four songs later, you know, maybe he's sitting in the drawing room and I simply forgot. Yeah. Like, what a whoa. We're in for a night. It's like, I, th- I think no one else is the first time it's like, it's
2: musical theatre as we know it. And it, it, is, it, it, it provides you with this kind of like nice, still mm-hmm. time to like reflect on part one and everything that's happened and uh, you know, realize that, yeah, that she
0: is young. Do you know what I mean? It's been confirmed. is young and trying. So, and trying, she's, she's not just floating through this world. She's trying really hard with everything she knows how to do to like process and understand and like, get through these really strong romanticized feelings she's having. Completely.
2: And I feel as well, I feel a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, And I wonder if you agree is Probably part of her love for Andre mm-hmm. has come from her being told she needs to love Andre in that very young way, where it's like, you know, that way when you're, you're in your first relationship and you feel that, right, okay, I'll probably say I love you in like a couple of weeks. Um, right. And you know what I mean? It's like you do you're trying you don't, to think that through. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't process yeah. the feelings necessarily, but you, you know, you've got these, but you just kind of do what should be done. Yeah. Um, it is, it's, it's really heartbreaking it's and absolutely, I absolutely yeah. adore it. One thing I forgot to mention in terms of mm-hmm. form, in the song before with Natasha and Bill Consies, um uh, I love what they do all the way throughout the musical uh, with their kind of like fourth wall breaking narrative reading um, moments. Um, and I love the one between Mary and, <laughs> um, Mary and Natasha. Uh, uh-huh. So cuz it's like when they have that first meeting and it's like they don't say anything <laughs> um and then they break down and it's this amazing like bass riff um and then she the, like <laughs> Mary becomes this really sassy like rock chick from being this completely timid and afraid little girl yeah. into this like <clears throat> and that glass and it's like yes and i love yeah. that and they do that all the way through.
0: You're not just watching a story about 19th century russia you're watching the novel war and peace yeah like, yeah yeah those those narrative parts about like here's my inner monologue i'm just gonna tell you yeah exactly exactly and
2: that's it it's, it's unabashed it's just like well yeah. this was great so that's what i'm just gonna say Do you know yep. I mean? yeah and you buy it and it's absolutely fab so Love
0: it's it. wonderful The Love the it. buy-in for what is a really high concept sort of piece of performance is yeah. great completely
2: you don't you don't question it you never even think and your
0: child
1: Today. Maybe he came already And he's sitting in the drawing room And I simply forgot
2: um right part two part two we <laughs> uh so such a good part <laughs>
0: <laughs> maria takes sonia and natasha to the opera the opera the opera hold up your dresses and jump out quickly oh it's just great
2: i want to know what the staging is at that point i really really do they're, getting out, they're... Of
0: the, they're getting out of the sleigh
2: i know but i i don't i want to i want to know if they're like
0: in a sleigh yeah. I'm sure they're not like that's the thing is like the staging of this is so simple yeah it's just so simple and elegant because everything is expositional yeah. but in a in a really smart way it's mm-hmm. not like it's not hold up your dresses and jump out of the sleigh mm-hmm. it's hold up your dresses and jump out quickly and we yeah. haven't even talked about modes of transport in 19th century Russia yet Exactly. Um, and it's great it's yeah. like we've already implied like we have we it, hold up your dresses and jump out quickly we're at the opera like we're implying so many things I've taken yeah. you out to the opera you're wearing a dress because we know what you know we're going to the opera we have yeah. traveled to get here like simple yeah. so simple one line and
2: this is the first moment where you get to really understand what Russia is like at the moment where everyone is looking at each other up and down and saying are you beautiful what are you wearing have you got pearls? What yep. are you showing in your body? Are you looking for something? And it's everything is status. Yes. Yeah, I love that. It's absolutely it's,
0: amazing. Who is that? What are they wearing? Who and like everyone, they, they say everyone vaguely knew of Natasha's engagement. One yep. of the finest matches in all of Russia.
2: Yep. Okay, um, it's just a line, just exposition. Exactly. And it's, it's so interesting because you, you, you can completely picture it. You can completely see what that would have been like. Um, mm-hmm. just everyone just looking at each other and being like, yep. "I'm at the opera. You're seeing me at the opera. That's good, isn't it?" And it, just using it as this
0: complete status, and it makes Natasha uncomfortable. Exactly, because this is new to her. This is all so strange, and, and she's she's doing it well, like without trying. Pe- people are jealous of her. She is yeah. pretty. She is young. She has made it to the opera. She's got she nice is, shoulders. She she has nice shoulders, man uh uh anatole on a couple occasions Uh mentions natasha's feet more than once he talks about how nice her feet are it's just a thing Uh it's a thing that happens like several times about the show and it's always like she's so lovely she's so beautiful what lovely feet and she's beautiful (laughs) and i love her and that's the song. And then he uh-huh. sings another song. And he's like, oh, her eyes. She's just, oh, I must have her and her feet. And we must, and great shoulders. And like, yeah. but j- maybe it's, it's just it- because that's one of the parts that's on show. It's just something I noticed in my listening to today that uh-huh. I hadn't noticed before. And but, I mean, perhaps
2: Anisol just has a really distinct foot fetish. And uh, maybe. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Let's honor
0: that. We're not here to kink shame, that's not what we're about. It's I, I just I hope that's also straight from like there's a passage. Yeah, in exactly. War and there's Peace. a whole chapter about
2: <laughs> Anatole's foot fetish completely. Um, mu- you know. I know I it's a it long book. Tolstoy. Why not? It's a long book,
0: and there's probably like six pages in War and Peace that just like no one has ever read. And just like they've always everyone's just been like ah oh, skip
2: this uh, part really oh no yeah exactly <laughs> i'm i'm sure the missing the missing chapter of war and Beast. um it's probably the one about the foot fetish you know, probably
0: like... speaking of tangents yeah. uh no, so <laughs> at, they go to the opera we we meet a bunch of other people again like this is the actual in-world exposition dolokhov shows up he's an assassin but not important uh-huh. helene is there with dolokhov but yeah married to pierre secretly in love with her brother. Yep, and Pierre is enjoying himself at home this evening despite his wife's yeah, absence. I just love that which line. So is... like, I'm fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, ah,
2: uh, oh, it's great. Really, really good. Um, and yeah, and you get to know that Helena's a bitch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And she
0: meets Natasha, and then the opera starts. Exactly. And, and, and <laughs> it, and it is, starts. You, you gotta listen to it. It's. And this is you know every every time an author writes about the performance work that they're doing, yep. you know they're making some commentary on it. Exactly. And I know half of this is stolen from Tolstoy about his opinion of this avant-garde opera. Yeah, he opera. hated opera. He hated, hated it. it. And like the uh, the little snippet of quote unquote opera that they perform is yep. weird. It's like, like
2: it's it's like um, the crucifixion from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah it's so, you're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Why, why are you screaming? Like yep. what? <laughs> um, but it's very like opera. Yep. You can, do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I could imagine. Yeah.
0: It doesn't <laughs> seem imagine. like a caricature. <laughs> like it, it, is, it is probably very real.
2: Yeah. I, I love it. I'm a big, big fan of opera. Um, well, some operas, uh, <laughs> and it's really, really interesting. Cause you, it's like Natasha has a line where she's like, i don't know what's going on but this yeah. is all really cool yep. and that's what i was like the first for the first opera i, saw, I was like oh, i'm not following anything but it's mm-hmm. really dramatic and that's fun um and yeah the music is certainly dramatic
0: <laughs> and so that's why this number is so interesting because exactly five songs ago they said point blank to the audience you're at the opera uh-huh. and now a character in the show is saying about the opera i do not understand this yeah, but i love exactly. it Exactly. And, and is- they
2: don't, I mean they don't actually say any words in this opera. No. They just scream and <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, you got <laughs> to you got to It's so um, weird. It's so yeah. weird. <sighs>
2: mid-opera enter
0: anatole anatole is hot um and what what is the line um which one sorry
2: just give me a base because that's anatole's coming (laughs) so
0: it's it's something like he 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 walks in so handsome and ridiculous or like it would have seemed so ridiculous were it not for his swagger or something like that
2: Exactly, and he—I mean, if if I think there are video clips of him entering, mm-hmm. and he literally just struts down the whole theater, oh. like and swinging his coat about, yeah. with his lovely haircut, um, yeah. and you're just like, you are a what are you?
0: Yep. <laughs> what what are what are you about? I want to know more. And you've
2: got this. Um, I just love the yeah. doom, dum. It's so good. You're just like you are. Yeah. This he feels
0: powerful. Uh uh-huh. Electric. Yeah. Like, um, this is when the club music starts. like this is when this becomes more than just like a chamber music retelling of war and peace yeah and so natasha stops caring about the opera and while the opera happens in the background like she has this great line that's like every time i'm looking at him he's looking at me every time i'm looking at him he's looking at me looking at me yeah oh oh boy there's
2: troubles afoot Exactly. Exactly. But do not. So we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. But do not just think you can feel that electricity between them. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? That she's yeah. like, it is. It's that like stirring in mm-hmm. your underwear, and you don't quite understand what's mm-hmm. going on there.
0: Right. But feels kind of good. But also like, what? Is that? Is that feeling? And we have no idea. Like she has talked so much about how she thinks she loves Andre, but uh-huh. we haven't met him. We know nothing about their relationship and then like sex in a bottle walks in (laughs) and 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 natasha can't handle it yeah and we know we're in this world where everyone is judging everyone for everything they're doing and who they're looking at exactly and in this very public place natasha is having is you know getting the vapors a little bit
1: (laughs)
2: So they interact, mm. and they look at each other, and he looks at her body, and she understands that he's looking at her body, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he speaks a little bit of French, and he's mm-hmm.
0: exotic, and he invites her out. to uh, Wait, can I use this phrase? He invites her to a fancy dress party. Uh, what well, do you mean a costume? <laughs> oh, do you not- this is a phrase that Americans don't use, but I find it funny that is popular in the UK. No, do you not have fancy well, dress not- parties? Yeah, We'd, but do you not have fancy dress parties? We don't if you if you invite if you sent out an invitation to all of my friends and invited them to a fancy dress party, they would show up in like suits and ties. Wow. Really? Yeah. Right? This is a cultural thing I just recently learned about. I suppose yeah. You call it a costume party. I'd call it a costume party Yeah. Well. Because and there I can't even remember what it was. There was some piece of like text-based literature I was reading. Where they were uh-huh. talking about a fancy dress party And I was uh-huh. like, Whoa. And then they were talking about Who they were dressed up as I was like what is going yeah. on That's you so wouldn't... interesting I don't know what my suit looks like uh, Anatole invites Natasha To a costume tournament
2: Yep um, And she Is starting to feel very confused mm-hmm. She is being like Well he's speaking to me and this is like nice uh, And he's close um and she's obsessed with his eyes oh my god and she's starting to feel well here's a man who's showing interest in me and i imagine probably the first yeah yeah you know what i mean Um, it's the first time she's been exposed to people um so she's got no idea what's going on but yeah poor yeah she likes it because he's hot
0: and then and She has no idea what to do. She has no idea what to do. And she sings a whole song about it. Exactly. It's literally called
2: Natasha Lost. (laughs) Again, another heartbreaking one. Right at the end of the part is (laughs) is how we end things.
0: And Um, she she feels so bad about it, too. Yeah, completely. About what is basically, you know, all subtext removed... A very normal, casual conversation with another human being. Exactly. There's no like they. I don't think they touch. Like it's. Oh, you're at the opera. I'm at the opera. We're talking.
2: Yeah. But is is those feelings that she has that she's, you know, she's like, oh my god, I'm not allowed to feel this. Yeah. Um. And uh, do you know what? That's reasonably topical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because well, yeah, just. I think even nowadays people still have a weird thing about that, yeah. where it's like if you're in a long-term relationship and you know your partner looks at someone they're attracted to and understands that they're attracted, but then depending on the relationship, can feel very guilty. It's, for feeling, but it's like no, it's
0: just compl- It's completely it's natural. It's com- natural and human. I did. Uh-huh. I did take a, one of the very first notes I took about this show, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. Or Hookup culture in 19th century Russia.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Like. And the problems they're in. You're just like, oh, Natasha, no, calm down. Yep. But she doesn't know any better. And, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta love her. And
1: yeah, it was like there was nothing between us. No veil, no modesty, just his face and strong hands, his glittering eyes, and his tender smile. That boy. Handsome would rest my
0: arm. So then this is what I love about this show. Uh-huh. We're at the opera, which, you know, my first time listening through it was like, oh, the opera. That's where young people go to have fun. Like this is their this is what they do to like go, you know, this is where you would meet someone you would flirt with. Uh-huh. And then the very next thing that happens is they all go out to drink at the club, and it's it's like a club from two thousand and sixteen. I mean, li- literally, I want to go there. Absolutely, literally. <laughs> the you know, we Dolokhov is in. So who goes out? Anatole, Pierre, and Dolokhov. Anatole, Pierre,
2: Dolokhov, and I think Helen's there. Uh, yeah, Helena or whatever she's called. Everyone's um, everyone's there.
0: going to the club, and it's a the club. The adults. And yeah. there's, there's like you know, it's like going to drink tonight. Uh, it's you know, it yeah. sounds like a pop song. Yeah. And so this is this is this is the first song that well, this is we the first song that we listened to, <laughs> um, and it it explodes into this like hip hop meets you know old fashioned Russian, Russian drinking song.
2: And then, oh my god, when it goes there bow, 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 yeah. bow I feel players yeah. like this is the best musical Like <laughs> honestly, this is the moment
0: where I was just I was like, I'm i I'm so sold. It's like I wanna go there. I wanna yeah. I wanna live that life, I wanna be <sighs> at this club. Exactly. And I want to are seeing a show, stick. you are there. Like yeah. everyone's around like it's it's you're there. It's not the, even a show. The conductor is playing decks. Yeah, <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs> this is the best thing ever. Um, you also get to find out a little bit more about the characters. Mm-hmm. And this is where you find out that Anatole is married. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Only um,
0: only Pierre and Dolikoff Pierre and Dolokhov. Yeah, the closest. Dolokhov his brother in his life.
2: Pierre, his good friend. And you get to find out a wee bit more about Dolokhov and his relationship to Anatole, that he's very kind of subservient under uh, Anatole's thumb, and you, you suddenly, you quickly realise that Anatole's yep. the, the top here. Um, he's kind of got everyone wrapped around his finger in some way.
0: And everyone's drinking. Yes. And drinking and, and drinking is, and drinking. That's not
2: good. That's not good. Yeah. Um, because Pierre bloody gets drunk, doesn't he?
0: Pierre gets drunk, and Helene, his wife, is flirting with Dolokhov. Yeah, that bitch. Um, <laughs> which you know pierre pierre i think has a sense that his wife is a slut mostly because she sang it at the beginning of the show (laughs) yeah exactly like it's it's her it's her what's the word demonym um (laughs) it's just what she is um but challenges dolokhov to a duel yep which is stupid because pierre is an old man who is drunk and dolokhov's descriptor is a very good shot
2: yep he's an assassin and he's good at Hitting people with a gun. Um,
0: and Dave Molloy says he wrote a duel into a musical long before Lin-Manuel Miranda did. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Completely. This is how you do a duel. No, yep. I'm joking. Um, but I feel like I know more about duels now. Um, <laughs> but I'm ready to, to take it to the comet level. I also wonder I wonder about if there was any like regional difference in duels. Because they do mention paces later on. And but I think they say 13. I was like, well, that's not 10. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they have a different number here. system
0: in Russia.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so
0: who knows? If, yeah. Again, if you know, <laughs> listeners,
2: <laughs> let us know, please.
0: We will it's learn true. all about Russian history. Absolutely. There is, I do want to point out a great line that Dolokov says. They're all, they're um, uh, toasting to the health of married women. yes. Uh, and, and Dolgov like... says, "Here's to the health of married women." And the smile lurks at the corner of my mouth. Here's to the health of married women and their lovers.
2: Exactly. Do 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 Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. And it's taunting. And no wonder he gets driven over the edge. Because exactly. I exactly. That's, that's annoying. So,
0: so they duel in the bar. Presumably, surprisingly, no one gets hurt. They both miss. They both miss. But it is it is dramatic. It is surprising that Dolkov misses. It is unsurprising that Pierre misses. Right, um, but it's all very scary, and you know you're not sure exactly because you're an audience member and you haven't read War and Peace. Because um. <laughs> who has it? Meanwhile, um, Natasha is still distraught. Yep, and <laughs> classic, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, and then Sonya
2: sings this really like mm-hmm. I love the bit. Um, I just love the music in it. I mean, I love the music the show. But there's just little bits in this. I don't know any technical terms. <laughs> but like goes down a little bit. I yep. don't know what that means. But do the- you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, um, travels to Troy, Cabotcha, and it just feels this is lovely.
0: I, I, I have been critical of pieces of more, m- more operatic-leaning pieces of musical theatre that are sung through. Things like Rent. Things uh-huh. like Les Mis. Uh-huh. Um, because it often very much sounds like the authors decided it was going to be sung through and then yep. just made everything a lyric. And uh-huh. when you sing something, it is more important. You know, you, you talk until you can't talk anymore and then you sing and you sing until you can't sing anymore and then you dance. Yep. And that's how musical theater escalates. Yeah. Um, and so if you sing, everything must be more important. And a lot of musicals, in my professional opinion, mm-hmm. don't do that well. Yep. Natasha Peer in the Great Comet of 1812 does that very well percent Everything is everything is sung. There is there are o- there is only one paragraph of lines in this entire show that <laughs> is right. not sung, and it is the most moving paragraph of lines. And that's it.
2: It's used effectively. It's used yeah. as an actual tool. It's um, wonderful. And like, well,
0: everything that. that is sung, everything that is repeated yep. is important and it's great. And this song is no exception. Um Sunday morning. And it is. It's just it's it's a
2: little kinda of odd put in there song, but really beautiful and it does a lot Do you know i yeah. mean it, it drives the story along you get to find again more about the characters Nata-
0: natasha's still trying to figure herself out sonia's trying to be as nice as possible to her cousin and like yep. be friendly and help us through you know maria's still being old school
2: and that's it. Is i think you get to see a lot more of natasha and sonia's relationship which is extremely crucial yeah extremely yes. crucial
0: how close they are and the, and the you know so- sonia I think is a little more down to earth than Natasha. Yeah. Um. Like I would say that almost physically, like Natasha seems to float in this weird ethereal space uh-huh. in how she uh-huh. thinks about the world where Sonia is kind and practical.
2: Yeah. She's just more pragmatic. She's, yeah. she just kind of gets it. But I think in, it's, it's, it's interesting because it is that idea of like, if you took some bits of Natasha, like the passion mm-hmm. and the, interest uh-huh. and then you took the you know pragmatism of and you, you smash them together you get this wonderful person yeah. so they complement each other so well yes. in that way um, absolutely
0: like all like all cousins should exactly
1: <laughs> after church Maria left for Prince Bokansky. the rudeness of that man I'll straighten him out that terrible old prince there there Natasha it's not your fault me. I can't bear to think of it. I'll shut myself in my room and try on new dresses. And just after Mario left, there was a knock at the door. Natasha had just turned her head to the glass when she heard a voice that made her flush.
0: And then there's a knock at the door. Ba, ba, ba oh my god, and then and the Helene song goes Sings an amazing song. Uh, ah, um, the when when the beat drops. Oh, how she blushes! <laughs> blushes how she blushes, my pretty. Yes, it's. Mm. Mm. I
2: I think this is probably the song at uh, the show that I sing the most. Yeah, just because it feels so good to sing.
0: It, it feels like a pop song, like a uh, like yeah, a exactly. You know, not in a derogatory way, like a, a good contemporary yeah. pop song that, like, you're so excited when it comes on the radio. Aha! Uh-huh. And it, it's, feel, like, it's sultry. It's like amazing, like, catchy
2: hook. Yeah! And this is, I, you can get to hear Helene's voice, which is amazing and uh, very unlike uh, everyone else. She's so, wonderful. So good. Um, Sadly, like, one of the very, like, few moments where you get to really hear it, but thankfully...
0: Man, we can, does it shine. Um, um And she's so, come over... With not the best of intentions. No, she has not. She, you know, she. this is the world she lives in, and she wants to invite Natasha to the ball, to exactly. the costume tournament, with not the express intention of like setting her up um, with Anatole.
2: Like, it's, yeah, you can imagine that Anatole has been like, I like her, go get her for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and, and, and she's, she's like, like, oh, okay. this will
0: be fun. Yeah. Because that's the world she lives in. If you want it, you take it. Completely. She also fantastically mispronounces a bunch of French words. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I've got, I, I can't talk, but yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. I, I thought it was correct until this moment. <laughs>
0: the, I only knew it wasn't correct because the internet told me, oh, Okay, um, but it very much adds to her
2: character. <laughs> she can't speak French. She's Russian. <laughs> um, I do think it's it. And I want to know again, people out there, let us know. Uh, I want to know why uh-huh. like her and, uh, anatole speak french
0: i mean anatole is from france not like not like raised in france but has traveled the world and has been to france i imagine Helene has two i don't know that's a good question yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's a chapter in war and peace all about it uh huh.
2: because to me it like it gives them this air of like we know stuff yeah. we speak in a different language
0: exactly it gives them a power
2: yeah exactly it's like we're exotic yeah i love that they both do it yeah and kind of no one else it's good
0: and helene very much convince, convinces <laughs> natasha like oh okay i can go to this I <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah 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 of course i can go out i can go out let's go out i can go to the costume party it'll be fine completely
2: um and that's a
0: mistake isn't it Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because we close mm-hmm. with the ball where Anatole and Natasha dance at the ball and do a little more than dancing i would say they get down to it and kiss <laughs> and and you know like of course like of course but then you're like this is the point where earlier you were like oh natasha i understand your sadness and now yeah. you're like no you're like clearly you this is the wrong choice
2: i know but she she sees his eyes yep she sees his lovely hair and, <laughs> you know, he's saying, and that thing is as well, is he's saying these nice things are, he's saying, I'm mm. in love with you. And she's like, oh, but if you're in love with me, then, well, maybe I have to be with you because that's what you do, isn't it? When you're in, and someone's in love with you, you'd you be with them. Yeah. And she doesn't, she doesn't get it. She's like, well, can I have two people? I don't think Right. Can that. I, can I love more than one person? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she, like, she literally, she ends, well, just about just literally being like, I've, I've, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> like yep. I, will yep. say, I have no idea. Yep. Well um, and
0: after she has nothing to say, they kiss.
2: Dun, 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 dun. And it is, and you can tell it's it's not like a nice thing because yeah. A, the music is like dah, dah, and yeah. um she's like saying, You're hurting me.
0: But right? it it is um, still you know, she still has a lot of like I I can't love you. If I kissed you, I must have loved you. Exactly. Um, she's she's really really torn about Anatole and Andre. Enough so yep. that like you're gonna come back after intermission to hear what happens. Exactly. Natasha <laughs> poor, oh, poor Natasha. Poor Natasha.
1: Burning lips pressed to mine. Tell me what just happened. I'm trembling. So Andre But I love you Of that there is no doubt How else could all of this have happened? How else could we have killed? It means that I have loved you from the first. It means that you are kind, noble, and splendid, and I could not help loving you.
2: So here we're at the interval. I feel we should digress because we're at the interval.
0: I mean, I imagine most people uh, during intermission at the show do shots of vodka because that seems to be the thing to do.